and gentlemen. Get ready for the... The Rich Eisen Show. Love it. Love it. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I played in the Pac-10 and now coached in the Pac-12, and now it's going to be the Pac... The Rich Eisen Show. We'll see. (laughs) Um, But the longer-term implications, no one has any idea. Today's guests, Pro Football Hall of Famer, Kurt Warner. Super Bowl winning head coach, Bruce Arians. ESPN College Game Day analyst, Desmond Howard. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Okay, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. We are here live in the home of the Big Ten, Los Angeles, California, (laughs) right here on this final Tuesday of August in 2022. Yeah, lots going on. Uh, Let's uh, let's just say let's just uh, let's just come straight. Uh, Lots going on in the in the world of the NFL up the up the coast here. In uh, Santa Clara and San Francisco, California, we'll be talking about that throughout this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Kurt Warner, my Pro Football Hall of Fame friend, is going to be joining me in 19 minutes' time. The former Super Bowl, I guess you're always, once you're a Super Bowl winning coach, you're always a Super Bowl winning coach. The former coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Bruce Arians, B.A., will be on this program. Uh, The over-under on the number of curse words he's just going to blurt out has been set at one and a half. Uh, (laughs) Good line, Rich. Yeah, one and a half. uh, I'm taking the under. Oh, God, am I taking the under? Oh, gosh, that would be great. Uh, (laughs) And then Desmond Howard, one of my favorite human beings on planet Earth, will be joining this program. Um, He uh, came out earlier this weekend and said his final four, his prediction for the playoffs in college football is Baylor, Pitt, and Michigan and Texas A&M with Texas A&M winning it all, meaning outside of uh, Bart Starr, there are not one but two Super Bowl MVPs from the world of the Packers who uh, might be on something. Uh, (laughs) So, uh, I'm I mean, I can't wait to ask Desmond what's going on with that. Same thing with uh, uh, nobody being on the campus here at DirecTV. And then there's always somebody blowing uh, uh, leaves right behind me as soon as we start the program. I mean, literally no one's here uh, until we're here. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. We say hello to you once again live here. Our live stream is here for the moment. And it will be uh, on Roku starting in September. Will you stop, sir? I love that guy. Go! There are no leaves here. There's no, there's no people here. Let alone leaves. Oh, my gosh. My God, we, we, come to work, we come to work in some sort of apocalyptic haze where we're, we're the only human beings left. And now? Yo. We've been here for two and a half years. I'm sorry. I'm 53 years old and I got a lot of S going on. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Show enough. All right. How are you, Chris Brockman? What's well, going on? Someone just called me Johnny Sins in the chat, so oh. I'm doing pretty well. <laughs> I'll tell you what. There's worse things to be called, my right. man. Shout out if you get that reference. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I don't know what you're talking about, actually. Uh, good to see you over there, Felly. How are you, Jay Felly? What's going on, brother? What's up, man? Uh, and then TJ Jefferson, how are you, sir? I'm waiting for someone to call me Shawn Michaels, and in either world, it'll be good with me. Very you know good. Very, very good. <laughs> don't forget, your mother's watching. Okay? I got something here, too. I don't know what's going on, man. All right. So, uh, here's the deal, folks. You bet you didn't think I would start the show with this name. Cam Newton. Oh. oh. Cam Newton. Starting the show with Cam Newton. Um, okay, he did not take the Patriots to a Super Bowl, and he didn't take the Patriots close to a Super Bowl. But what he did do was um, take this team and bridge him, bridge that team from Tom Brady to the next quarterback, <clears throat> and that would be, as we all know, Mac Jones. Because the Patriots drafted Mac Jones after re-signing Cam Newton, after Cam really took one on the chin for the Patriots franchise. You never want to be the guy after the guy. You want to be the guy after the guy who was after the guy. That's Mac Jones in, in New England. That's who you want to be. You never want to be the guy after the guy. And Cam's like, I'll, t- I'll be the guy after the guy. And, you know, as, as a matter of fact, I'll look terrific in the first few games here and then, uh, and then get, get COVID and then not really look the same after that. But I'll still come back. For you, that's a spot that I kind of dig, and you kind of dig me, and then all of a sudden you go and draft the new kid, and then that's the end of that with me and you. Because when you draft the new kid, and you believe the new kid is your kid, 
and you draft the kid in the first round of the NFL draft at the quarterback position, and you're ready to hand the offense to that player, you get rid of the veteran on the staff who might be sitting there waiting and saying, where's my turn? I have had my turn here. You've now taken my turn away from me for this kid. Bingo. And you also don't want the kid doing this, like I did with the leaf blower moments ago. <laughs> like, what gives? You scared him away. Oh, thank God. Well, I told him I don't need to be looking over my shoulder. Get out of here. Right. I've got a job to do. <laughs> and I don't need to be looking over my shoulder. Even though he couldn't see it. <laughs> so I set that in front of you to set the table for the fact that this is Trey Lance's team, the San Francisco 49ers. It was going to be his team the minute they traded all the draft capital in the 2021 NFL draft in Cleveland, Ohio, to go all the way up into the third spot behind the Jaguars and the Jets, who the Niners knew were going to be drafting a quarterback and assumed it was Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, and they were correct. So it was any other quarterback, not named the two of them. There was Mac Jones, there was Justin Fields, and there was Trey Lance. And they went ahead and they took the kid out of North Dakota State, who had a terrific year two years prior. (laughs) Didn't play but one game in 2020. And so it's the 2021 draft. And they took him because he had a huge upside and had a cannon for an arm and a great neck up and legs that could run for days. And in the offensive Kyle Shanahan's offense that Jimmy Garoppolo was running to the point a couple years prior, taking the Niners to the Super Bowl and having Emmanuel Sanders on a on a post pattern wide open to try and take the lead on the Kansas City Chiefs late, and he overshot him, got hurt, and it was apparent for this team that They were kind of done with Jimmy Garoppolo and figured he had hit his ceiling and they saw some kid in the draft and an opportunity to go get him and they got him. And they still kept Jimmy Garoppolo last year because they had the ability to do that while giving the kid who really needed more seasoning time to sit there and watch and he got a couple cups of coffee. It's starting because Garoppolo does have trouble playing every single game of the regular season. And decided to give Trey Lance the gig this year. It was time. It was time for Trey Lance to get the gig. And they gave it to him to the point where when Garoppolo, when training camp began, Jimmy G, who had shoulder surgery this offseason, was medically cleared to go. Not only was he medically cleared to go and the team didn't put him out there, according to... Reports over the last several weeks out of the Bay Area, out of Santa Clara. They offered him the opportunity and to be traded. They gave him a shot to go look around the league. And as a matter of fact, not only can you go ahead and try and find a trade partner of somebody who, who can, you know, go ahead and, and wants to take you, but you could also talk about salary with that team. So you could figure out, you know, not only... Who wants you? But you could figure out your contract because we know that that's a very important part of the equation. And they couldn't find anybody. And then he shows up in late July. He's medically cleared to practice. And not only does he not practice, they tell him, you don't even have to sit in meetings. And he didn't. And not only that, they didn't even give him any updated practice material. They put him fourth on the depth chart. And on August 9th, I've got the date right here. On August 9th, Kyle Shanahan was asked, why is why is there a fourth quarterback on your depth chart named Jimmy Garoppolo? And he said, if he's on the depth chart, it's because he has to be. That was the quote. What? If he's on the depth chart, it's because he has to be, is what he said. So... If Santiago finally got the chance to leave the island, right, then why wasn't he packed? Okay? If you said he's not to be touched, then why was he touched? Why did he need to be transferred off the base? Right. 
So I have been sitting here saying that this is Trey Lance's team, and the Niners say it's Trey Lance's team, and it's definitely Trey Lance's team. He's going to start in 12 days in Chicago, Illinois. He's going to start. And when you start a kid like this, there are going to be ups and downs. And if there's nobody on the roster number two sitting there who went to the Super Bowl a few years ago and almost took you to the Super Bowl last year, then he won't be looking over his shoulder saying, if I screwed up over the next couple of weeks, if I just screwed up this game, are you going to bench me? Am I going to be benched? And when you're looking around the locker room, seeing, oh, oh, I know that guy loves Jimmy G. I've seen it. I know they love Jimmy. Are they thinking less of me? Because Jimmy's sitting there. Now he's sitting there because yesterday, today's cut day. Today was supposed to be the day that we've been talking about that Jimmy G would be made available, and the 49ers did an okey-doke and turned around and kept him. And Garoppolo said, okay, took an $18 million pay cut. Six and a half million dollars is what he's going to get, fully guaranteed. Now, with incentives, he could make sixteen million as opposed to the twenty-four. And there's not there's a no trade clause, so he can't be traded. And there's a no tag clause, meaning at the end of this year, he can go wherever he darn well pleases. And his cap number is reduced. That helps the team. He becomes the highest paid backup quarterback in the NFL, which helps the team. Because if Lance gets hurt. Who can come in but a guy who is well-versed on, on everything, right? So that makes sense to do that. You know what also makes sense to do that as well? Is if you cut him, he could wind up in Seattle. He could wind up on your rival going against you in week two. Don't want that either. So how do you avoid that and also have a more than competent, viable backup in case your kid gets hurt, as he did, by the way, when he started against Arizona last year? You got Jimmy G. Makes total, complete sense, football sense in terms of having the guy uh, back up that you love, that the team loves, and can take you to the Super Bowl if necessary. And you keep them away from your rival. It doesn't hit you very hard on the cap. All makes sense. Except there's one last reason why you keep them. Because the kid isn't ready yet. And you are hedging your bet. And if you're hedging your bet, you can bet the kid is smart enough to sense that and will start looking over his shoulder. So to bring it all full circle, last year, Bill Belichick knew if Mac gets hurt, boy, that next step's a Lulu, even though I can't quit Brian Hoyer for the life of me. (laughs) But he's not your starter. And yeah, it's a good cap move, and Cam won't. There wasn't any risk that Cam was going to wind up with like the Jets or the uh, or the Dolphins, right? Or the Bills. So there wasn't that issue. But Bill knew there's no reason to have a guy here that my kid is going to look over the shoulder wondering about. Kyle Shanahan, boy, does he have his work cut out for him here. Boy, does he have his work cut out for him here. And if there's anybody who can handle it, I think he can. I don't think this is fatal. But this is not the way I saw Trey Lance being birthed into the NFL, sitting around for a year, then getting the gig, then having the guy behind him available for trade. Fourth on the depth chart because he has to be on the depth chart as of August 9th. And then by August 30th, You're like, stick around, Jimmy. We need you. And Trey Lance better have the thickest skin possible because there will be downs. There will be third downs and long that he doesn't convert. There will be first downs and 10 that the easy throws that we saw in the preseason, the routine throws need to be made. He doesn't make. 
because he's new at it. It looks like the Niners are kind of playing this by half measure. They will not take the lumps. That comes unless they are willing to do that and they will really sit there while Lance struggles and the fan base is howling and Kyle Shanahan is going to have to channel his inner coach Dale from Hoosiers and point to the floor and say, those are my guys on the floor and then wave his plan, his game plan and his leather satchel at the fans saying, I believe in this and my guys better believe in it too. Because keeping Jimmy G opens that door, the dreaded door in the NFL of doubt. The dreaded door of doubt exists in the form of Jimmy Garoppolo being kept on this roster. Makes sense in terms of having a a competent, capable, more than that backup, at a smart price that keeps that guy away from your rival makes complete sense the question is did that outweigh making sure lance doesn't have the door of doubt unless you have that doubt too and it definitely outweighs the fact that you better have somebody to put in there and at what point does lance's struggles look at what point do lance's struggles gain so much traction in the fan base and are too glaring to continue on with. Because if they put in Jimmy G because Lance needs a blow, needs a break, needs to look at stuff, that's where first-round draft choices, third overall, get broken in this NFL. He better have a thick skin, and I know Shanahan does. I know Lynch does. I know the York family does. Man, does that make the 49ers. Remember I had my top five most fascinating teams under 2020? I didn't have the Niners on it. Uh, I need a redraft. I'm going to put up a poll, Rich. Which QB starts more games this year? I'm going to go Jimmy G, Trey Lance, Deshaun Watson, because we know he's going to start the final six, yeah. right? And, or Geno Smith. Nicely done. At Rich Eisen Show. Let's take a break. Kurt Warner is going to join us on this program. I can't wait to hear how he thinks this is going to work. How does it work? How does it work? Having Jimmy G there for an injured Lance, brilliant. Having Jimmy G there if Lance falters, hmm. What happens to Lance then? How about them apples? Jimmy G in the role of Aaron Rodgers and Trey Lance in the role of Jordan Love. Didn't see that one coming. And the Niners, I'm sure, pushing back saying, that's not the way it's going to work. To salud. Can't wait to see that. And I would love to see Lance just light it up. And this is a totally moot point because I have been Team Lance all along. And the Niners say they are too. This is a hell of a hedged bet. 844-204-RICH, number to die. I'd love to hear from Niner fans. That's for damn sure. And everyone else, Bruce Arians, I can't wait to ask him how he thinks that's going to work, too. Kurt Warner, when we come back, my Hall of Fame friend from the NFL Network and Westwood One Radio. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, 
just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, my pro football Hall of Fame friend on the Mercedes-Benz Van phone line. How are you, Kurt? I'm good, man. How are you? Let's get this thing going. Right. College football this weekend, and then uh, we start the NFL, man. I'm excited. Okay, let's jump right into it. How does it work with Jimmy Garoppolo as the backup quarterback in San Francisco, do you think? Well, I mean, uh, obviously the 49ers have been very animate since, you know, the end of last year that that Trey is the guy. I, I think they have to continue to make sure they stress that to their guys when they have an opportunity that, hey, this is for the best of the team, but Trey is still our guy because I think we all know, you know Jimmy has had success. Uh, Jimmy has done some really good things in that locker room. Um, and so anytime you have a young quarterback that's probably going to go through some growing pains, it is very easy to look over your shoulder, especially what I look at with this team. They're a really good football team. Like this isn't just a team that's rebuilding and is a couple years away. This is a team that I believe everybody thinks can compete for a championship if they get good quarterback play. And so that's the other piece to the puzzle. I mean, I remember when I was in New York and started, and they went to Eli, and Eli was the guy. And even though I remember, you know, guys coming up to me all the time, like, why aren't you playing? You know, we, we had a chance to, to get to the and, – and so that's the kind of stuff that you really, really have to – to fight against and it's not going to be anything that Jimmy does. Jimmy's going to be a great teammate. and I believe he's going to help Trey Lance as much as he can, but it's just natural. If things go against them early and they feel like they're a better team than the, where they, where they're playing, or, you know, the young guy isn't playing up to what they need him to play at, uh, to be competitive, that's going to be a tough thing to fight. And it, no team wants that where, you know, the locker room is divided and there's murmurs about, um, you know, who should be playing, and, and not even a knock on Trey Lance that he won't be the guy long-term. It's just simply the idea that who's the best player for us right now? Who can help us win right now? And I think that's going to be the temptation and the hard thing and why it's going to be so important for the organization, every opportunity they have to go, we know Jimmy's here, and, and we understand he's a great, but he's not our guy. Trey is our guy, and we're committed to Trey, and it's going to be important for the organization when – there are struggles from Trey to be confident in going, hey, we're going right back to him. Another example, when I was in, you know, in New York, we played against the Ravens. Eli really struggled. They put me in. We did really well, almost came back in that football game. And I remember going to Coach Coffin saying, Coach, you have to go tell the media right now that – Eli's our guy. We're going back to Eli. Even though they put me in and they knew, you know, they wanted to put me in to help us win a particular game, that they were still committed to Eli. And those are the kind of things that this organization, I believe, is going to have to do because they have a quarterback that took them to a Super Bowl that was on the cusp of another Super Bowl. And, and guys in the locker room know him really, really well that that's going to be a temptation if out of the blocks uh, Trey Lance doesn't play extremely well or has some really big bumps in the road. Well, I mean, again, Kurt, if you're John Lynch, the general manager, and you're Jed York, the owner, and you're Kyle Shanahan, the coach, and you look at your roster going into the season and you've got Nate Sudfeld backing up Trey Lance or you can have Jimmy Garoppolo backing up Trey Lance, you're like, Jimmy Garoppolo? And if certainly, certainly if the choice is, well, it's Nate Sudfeld backing up um, Trey Lance or uh, Jimmy gets cut and he winds up on the Seahawks. I mean, that's, I mean, okay. Yeah. No, absolutely we're keeping Jimmy Garoppolo, but this is not just anybody, as you pointed out. It's a, a veteran who has a lot of people in the locker room who adore him for many obvious reasons. Can you give me an example again of how somebody in the, 
locker room of the New York Giants when Eli was there and you were there that came up to you and said, why aren't you starting? Can you put a little bit more meat on those bones? Because that's the real stuff that could be happening in San Francisco in a few weeks' time. Yeah, I mean, well, okay, so when, when I started the season, uh, we started 5-2, and two, we lost a couple games, and that's when they made the move to Eli. But even when you know, they went to Eli, at that moment in the season, we were actually a playoff team. Even though we were only 5-4, and four, we were a playoff team at that moment. And that's what you know, these veteran players see, is they understand every year is important, that these opportunities don't come around very often when you're on a championship-caliber team, um, and especially some of these guys not knowing if they're going to be on that team beyond the year. So they want to take advantage of every moment, um, you know, and if they have a chance to get into the playoffs, because how many times have we seen that? Uh, in, I mean, I'm an example with the Cardinals of, of teams that kind of sneak into the playoffs, aren't great teams going into the playoffs, and then they go on a run and they win a championship. And so guys understand that that can happen. And so they just want those opportunities and they want to play well. And so that's what we were dealing with in New York. And I had to be the one that, you know, kind of told these guys, hey, I hear you, but this is about the future, and this is about building towards what they would ultimately build towards and winning two championships with Eli Manning. But I had to be the one that was kind of the buffer for the coaches at times, even though I wanted to be playing, and even though I felt I was the better player at the time. And so it's, it can be a very awkward situation. It could be very awkward for Jimmy as he's got buddies that come up to him and, and say that. What do you do? How do you handle that as a backup quarterback? And then, as I said, you never want – guys walking into the huddle and kind of second-guessing the situation, mm-hmm. you know, with their young quarterback because they've got somebody on the sideline that they think is a better quarterback at this point in time. And, and so um, it, it's just it, mm-hmm. it's a tough situation. It is the reality of it. And you mentioned it. I mean, I would rather have Jimmy on my roster for insurance. I would ha- rather have Jimmy if Trey struggles for a half and we want to put Jimmy in and we believe he can win a, a close game for us. I'd rather have him there as well. But there is a dynamic there that um, is going to be very interesting, especially, again, you got to remember, I was only there for one year. Jimmy's been there for a couple yeah. of years and knows these guys and is close to these guys. So that's a whole other dynamic, um, you know, just the relationship they have off the field that is going to be, you know, a natural thing to, to come up. So it will be interesting and, and fascinating to watch how this plays out, how the 49ers deal with this um, you know, but, but, but those things are natural part of human nature, and especially, like I said, because I went to training camp and watched this team, this team is a really good team. I mean, this team, I mean, we know what they were last year, but they're a really good team if they get good quarterback play, um, and that could be a, a point of frustration for the team at some point this year. And, again, we're, we're saying, you know, not that Trey Lance has to go out and struggle. I mean, this young kid, go ball out and, ha- you know, and, right. and have a year, and, but – um, you know, I just think we're, we're trying to make that argument that if he does have some struggles, uh, that's going to be part of human nature and the dynamic that they're going to have to, to muscle through. My Hall of Fame friend, NFL Game Day Morning compadre, and also voice, along with Kevin Harlan of Monday Night Football on Westwood One, Kurt Warner, here on the Rich Eisen Show. So again, uh, as we've established, you, if you can have Jimmy Garoppolo as your backup and he takes the pay cut to, to make it make it happen, check that box. And you also keep him from maybe winding up on Seattle or another team that can stand in your way when you get a chance to win a Super Bowl, check that box. Uh, but it, it, there's no question, there's no question that this is a bet hedge uh, in case uh, Lance falters, right? Whether you point out like it's a second half of a game or – or something. So what? What? I, I what? would I would argue, Rich, that I I think they did it. You know, that's a that's a great you know fallback is that he's your backup. I would argue just simply that the fact that there wasn't a market for Jimmy and and, and yeah. Jimmy wasn't healthy. That I would not be surprised if they trade him fairly early in the season, if something were to transpire, whether it be Seattle or anywhere where there actually becomes a trade market. Because that's a way, again, to... Well, he's got know, a no-trade clause, Kurt, so he'd have well, to say yes to that, too, you know, and so... But, but Jimmy, I just don't believe Jimmy, you know, especially, you know, if he's signing a one-year deal, would rather sit on the bench in San Francisco than play anywhere. You know, so if he's getting traded, he's probably getting traded to play. And I would argue, I want to go play. I want to show people I'm healthy. I want to show people what I'm capable of doing, and I want to earn the next 
spot. So I, I think Jimmy would be happy to get traded anywhere you know that wants him at that point. Sure. But I, I just again I think that's kind of we're surprised that there's absolutely no market for Jimmy Garoppolo as good as he's been. Let's re-sign him, and yeah, we have that you know insurance policy. But I think the bottom line is if something happens on one of these teams, they're going to look to move him really quick, and that will help to squash some of those things that we've been talking about. Well, I guess my, my, that was a big wind-up that I had to, to, to ask you this question, and, and it kind of dovetails into the response you just gave, is that if, if Garoppolo does get traded and he agrees to get traded and he does get traded, then clearly then they will have seen enough from Lance in the regular season prior to the trade deadline to feel comfortable going ahead and doing that. So if it is a, a bad hedge in a way against Lance's ability to get to a level to take this team to the Super Bowl, which we've already established in this conversation they could do, what what have you seen on film that clearly Shanahan and Lynch and the rest of the front office there have seen in the preseason that gives them a bit of pause to say, okay, we can just go into the season, it's Lance's gig, ups, downs, the whole, the whole bag of, you know, whole, the whole schmear, we're willing to deal with it. What if, what's on yeah, film? I mean, to me, it's, it's lack of consistency. And the first thing we always have to remember is that he didn't play a lot, you know, really over the last three years. And so I, I can, again, liken it to my situation where I played one year in college. And playing one year in college, you don't get to see all the situational football and, and come to understand how to manage every situation uh, like you do when you play year after year after year. And so when I got cut in the NFL and went and played in all these other leagues, I got to experience all kinds of situational football that made me more ready for when I came back with the Rams later on. And so that's one of the things is, you know, his lack of consistency through different situations uh, has been one thing that I've noticed. Uh, you know, there's, there's some things from a technique standpoint um, that to me need to be cleaned up or it's going to be tough for him to be consistently accurate. Um, and then it always comes down to decision-making at the quarterback spot. Being able to see the field and understand what you're looking at and work through your reads and progressions quickly. Those are all things that uh, we've seen moments from Trey Lance, but we haven't seen consistency. You know, It doesn't matter if you look at last year when he played. It doesn't matter if you look at preseason. There's a lot of ups and downs with him just in the normal course of, of playing the position. And so, you know, those are the things that I saw in college. Those are the things that I'm still seeing now. Um, and the question always becomes, how long will it take for, you know, these guys to show us what they're going to be at this level? And will those, you know, consistency issues continue to show up not only this year but throughout his career? Um, you know, those are the questions that I'm looking to get answered because I've seen – very similar things um, in each of the stints that he's played college last year and in the preseason. So then I guess it does, it does. I mean, man, it's just gonna be fascinating, Kurt, like uh, Hoskins, can you put their schedule up, please? Uh, I'm talking to my CP about putting the schedule up here. Cause it is, I guess, does it matter how fast they start? Right. I mean, you know, and, and in that regard, they, they're at the bears, they're home for the Seahawks. At Denver, home for the Rams. That's the first four weeks. I mean, you you got to figure they're going to give Lance all the ups and downs no matter what as long as he's healthy the first eight games, right? They play the Rams twice in the first eight games. I'm just wondering how it goes, right? I mean, there's no plan for it. You've got to have a feel. Clearly, Shanahan is terrific, so he knows his offense. He knows He'll probably know pre-snap what needs to be done, and if it's not done, he'll notice it on the spot. Obviously, he'll look at the film, too. I just can't wait to see this play out. I mean, what's your yeah, sense I mean, of it, Kurt? You I, know? I think it really does come down to do they feel he's that guy or not? They got him. Now, they, they got they, him. They drafted him. They, they well, went ahead no, and... They, you don't have to. I mean, you have to think at the time when you draft him, he's going to be. Right. But now being with them for two years, and they made the commitment to him. But really, I mean, we can say a lot of different things, Right okay, we know we drafted him, we gave up a lot, we've got to play him, and so we've got to come out and say, oh, you know, he's the guy. You know, like, we've seen it, he's, he's got all this. But inside, those guys know if they believe that or not. And so that, to me, is going to be very telling um, with how the season plays out. If they truly believe he is that guy, and they've seen what they've seen, in, you know, in practice and on a daily basis and his leadership and all that stuff – then I don't think it matters 
um, how many ups and downs he goes through, even if this year becomes a throwaway year as a team, I think they stay with him all year. If there's parts of them that inside are saying, uh, we're not sure. Uh, I'm not sure this is the guy, and, and here's why. And then they go through half the season, and all of those things in their mind continue to show up like, it's what we thought, it's what we thought, it's what we thought. That's when you have to start going, okay, you know, can we step away from this guy that we gave up you know, all, all these draft picks and everything for? Um, and A, can we go back to Jimmy Garoppolo? Or B, do we need to go somewhere else if Jimmy's not there? What, whatever. Um, but that, to me, will be the telling sign as we watch this season play out. Uh, if there are those bumps in the road, that how convicted is the organization that they made the right decision and he will be a long-term starter and championship-type quarterback for this team because I believe that's what both Coach Shanahan and, and John Lynch are looking for. That's why they made this move you know, when they had Jimmy Garoppolo is because they don't believe Jimmy is a top-five quarterback. He can be top 15, top 20, good quarterback, starting quarterback, but not that guy. So that's why they made this move to begin with, because they didn't believe Jimmy was that guy. They need to be convicted in, in regards to Trey Lance being that guy, or why do you not go and do the same thing you did to Jimmy, going, well, okay, we don't think he's that guy. We've got to go get the guy. And so, um, it, it, again, it's going to be fascinating because you know what people have to say right now. But let's look at this thing eight games into the season and how he's playing and where the team is, um, and we'll see if that, you know, that, that same feeling um, you know, and energy towards Trey Lance we've seen this whole offseason is still there with the coaches. I mean, you heard you know, Coach Shanahan, you know, even after the last preseason game, saying, like, I wish I could get Trey more reps, you know, but he's as ready as he can be right now. You know, that to me sounds like a coach that's saying, I don't think he's fully ready for everything that's going to come his way. He's not quite there yet, even though season's around the corner. We've got to go with it. So, uh, you know, those are the kind of things that, that I'll be paying attention to um, from, from inside the organization. So before I let you go, Kurt Warner, uh, how much exposure have you had to Lance? Talk to him. How do you think he's going to handle this? What's your, um, your, what's you your know, gut? I actually you know, did get to go to camp yep. and got to interview him at camp and talk to him a little bit and really like the young man. You know, talking to guys – you really did get the sense that they love the young man, the leadership, his attention to, to being great. So that part of it, I, didn't, I got no uh, you know, question from anybody that he wasn't the right guy from that standpoint. So mm-hmm. I really enjoyed talking to him and, and felt like you know, he was asking me some questions and really felt like he wanted to be great. Um, I, I just think he's a very young guy that hasn't played a lot of football. Um, and so we don't fully know what he can be yet. But I really liked that part of it. And I got that sense that, man, he was willing to do what needed to be done. And, and they were really excited about that piece, um, you know, that he was in early and he was talking to even, you know, the Montanas and the Youngs and, and reaching out to those guys and trying to glean as much as he could from anybody that was willing to, to give him some help. So I did get the sense that they're fully behind him as a young man and as a leader uh, now it's just can you know can the play equal what they believe they have in the person? All right, Kurt. Um, next time I have you on, I'll, let's let's talk more about the rest of the league. I just wanted to. I, I, th- <laughs> no. This is, honestly, we got this lost is, in that one. No, I, but it, this is the story not of just today, but this is now one of the top stories of the entire league. Um, you know, is that the fact that Jimmy G after all of this, right? I mean, we talked about it right at the draft that. That clearly they moved, or before the the day they traded up to number three overall, it's just like, well, clearly Jimmy G's not the long term answer there, and yet he's he started the next year. They almost made the Super Bowl. He gets hurt. He has surgery. They give him a chance to be traded. There are no partners for him. They didn't even give him updated material for practicing in training camp, where they didn't even have him sit in on meetings. And then boom, he's sticking around. <laughs> You know, I mean, you can't make this stuff up. You right? can't. It's why, we, it's why we love the NFL. There's always these crazy, unbelievable storylines that keep us excited and interested uh, going into the season. Or maybe Lance goes on a, a run for the ages and has a movie made out of That'd his awesome. life about That'd 20 years awesome. from now.
Could be, it could be that. Uh, th- thanks. <laughs> yes. Kurt Warner said it can happen, by the way. Uh, he what would do know, you know Kurt? He would know. What do you know about that sort of stuff? All right. Best I've, of, I've, I've heard stories. Best of Brenda. I'll see you next week. All right. Talk to you soon. Okay, that's Bye-bye. Kurt Warner, everybody. We'll be on together <laughs> Tuesday on Tuesday night on NFL Network for the season preview. We show. need Kyle Shannon to come out today, Rich, and be like, this team will rally right behind right. Kurt. No, Trey Lance, and we're going to win. Hey, look, and that's one of the many reasons why I love having Kurt on. You know, does he know about coming from a small school, not playing a lot of football, getting thrown into a situation for which there's really no rehearsal? Does he know about winning a Super Bowl in one place or and then showing up somewhere else and they draft a – a rookie that they're going to have to turn to, and they turn to him, and the rest of the locker room turns to him as a veteran, saying, "Why are we taking this? Why are we playing that?" I know there he's he's first overall, but that doesn't mean for anything right now. Right. Yeah, he knows that, and he said he said veterans are coming up to him, but God bless him, one of the best human beings on planet Earth. He's the one after almost coming back and saving the team's bacon against the Ravens, who goes into Tom Coughlin's office saying, "You need to go out and say it's not my job right now." I know the locker room. I know what's going on. You need to go out and say it's not my job and say it's Eli's job. And Garoppolo, by all accounts, is a great human and might do the same thing. And I'm, I can only imagine Lynch and Shanahan and the rest sat him down and say, look, man, if you do this, this is the way it's going to be. It's Lance's gig. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. I, I can't wait to ask Bruce Arians how... How, how a coach will handle this. And I bet you he'll be like, of course Shannon can do it. You just tell one guy this, you tell that guy that, <laughs> you're a man of your word and we play football. And we're all sitting here freaking out. I bet you that will be Bruce Arian's answer. When it lose, we booze, baby. It's, honestly, <laughs> it'll be, you know, I tell one guy this, right. I tell one guy that, I'm a man of my word, and we play football. Not that easy. I, can't, I, I bet you that will be his answer. Not that easy. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on The Rich Eisen Show. Back with more in a moment. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O, O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, our friends at NetSuite ask you about whether you know your numbers in your business. Because if you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. Not every business, however, is in the dark. 
That's because over 31,000 businesses know their numbers because they use NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite gives you visibility and control of your financials, planning, budgeting, and of course, inventory, so you can manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need all in one place. In 2022, folks, profit is the new growth. So NetSuite helps you identify rising costs, automate your manual business processes, and see where to save money. Know your numbers, know your business, and get to know how NetSuite can be the source of of truth for your entire company. So right now, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash richradio right now. netsuite.com slash richradio. netsuite.com slash richradio here on the Rich Eisen Show. Robbie in Arkansas, let's take your phone call here on the program. What's up, Robbie? Yeah, uh, so... I'm like a huge diehard 49ers fan. Okay. Um, I've been following the 49ers all offseason, and I'm kind of on the mindset that Kurt Warren said, you know, this is Trey Lance's team. And I kind of understand the whole concept of not letting Jimmy Garoppolo go so he can end up with the Seahawks. I mean, he's a proven winner um, everywhere he's been. I've been a Jimmy G supporter the whole time he's been in San Francisco. But, I mean, there is a ceiling with him. The reason why Trey Lance may have looked the way he did last season, a lot of people don't take into consideration the fact that that offense was built for Jimmy Garoppolo, not for Trey Lance. And I think that the offense will look completely different this season. Well, here's the deal, man. You've got a guy who uh, almost won a Super Bowl coordinating the offense, almost won a Super Bowl coordinating the offense, you know, de facto with, with Jimmy Garoppolo. And who knows? I mean, he's he's truly one of the more – brilliant offensive minds with 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 roster with game management obviously and and roster management along with with lynch but also it's going to be ego management it's going to be locker room management it's going to be throwing your arm around the kid saying don't worry i'm still with you you know that's the sort of stuff i imagine unless lance just lights it up lance lights it up this whole conversation this whole entire first hour of this tuesday august 30th program of the rich eisen show becomes completely moot it's just that so few kids with the experience that he has lights it up now the good news is as well robbie is that the roster is constructed where he can light it up i mean the line the the receivers debo's in the fold I mean, Kittle, uh, you you got yourself a team. You can you can light it up. He's just got to make the reads. He's got to also make the throws, certainly the easy ones. And then when it doesn't work out, the coach is going to have to manage the situation. And they've had the right guy to do that too. It's just a, it's a lot. It's a lot. There's a lot of s going on to use the Tom Brady phrase with the 49ers. Yeah, you know, I do agree. But I mean, I'm I'm super excited about this season. You should be. You should be. You damn near made the Super Bowl last year, and and thanks for the call, Robbie. I mean, the question was, what are you going to do with Jimmy G? That was after Debo wanted to get to trade. What are you going to do with Debo? Well, guess what? They kept him. They paid him. Yep. Had to. Guess what? They kept Jimmy G, and they're paying him less. And it's Lance's team. It's a financial win. I, I just don't know if it's worth the potential. It's a again. The question like is shoulder looking over. You know? On one hand, on one hand, you have a Super Bowl capable roster, coaching staff, front office team. Okay, that's on one hand. You've got that. You've got also another quarterback that is good enough to take you to the Super Bowl, but maybe you didn't like him long-term. But, man, could he really save the bacon of a team in your division if you cut him? You also have a Super Bowl-winning capable team right here with a backup that's not Jimmy Garoppolo. Now you do. Put it all together. He doesn't go to another team. The question is, how do you manage the situation? We'll talk to Bruce Arians about it shortly. You know, that's the conundrum. Right. On one hand, you've got the whole damn thing. It could crumble if Lance isn't the guy. And if Lance isn't the guy, what, are you going to turn to Nate Sudfeld? No. That's why you just... With all due respect. But that's why you just keep Lance out there. I mean, what is this going to turn into a Miami situation where Ryan Flores was just shuffling in Tua and then Ryan Fitzpatrick when he didn't like Tua that day? 
I don't know what what was going on there. I know that that's your your way of characterizing it. I I don't I don't know. There were times where maybe we can win a game in the third and fourth quarter, and then they Jimmy went G with becomes the, your closer. You know I what I mean? Know. I don't know. Because Lance is going to have bad games. If he might string a few together. Then what? If there's any coach, if there's any coach, and, and this is a testament to our friend of the program, Jed York. If there's any coach and general manager that seems that can pull something like that off, it's this one. And even this, I can't believe I'm saying this since I've been so pro-Lance this entire time. They're halfway through the drafts that they've traded away their first round picks for. They're halfway through it. Okay? Didn't have one this year. Next year's the last one. And then, then, they're, back in the, then they're back for drafting in first rounds. So they're halfway through it, and they still have a chance to win a Super Bowl this year. It's not like they're... But they don't have anything to show for They've effed the picks. Yeah. Well, in, in terms of trophies in the case? In terms of just any production from Trey Lance. Well, what, I'm, sa- well, what I'm saying is, though, is they're halfway through it. And if they decide Lance isn't the guy, then the picks are effed, and they still can turn to Jimmy G, potentially, to st- keep him. Well, they would, have to, they would have to pay him. Or they can go ahead and just say, you can walk and pay somebody in free agency an insane amount of money and try and win just like the Bucks just did. You want to get a veteran? You want to do that? And then you could say, well, Lance is just not the guy. And you do turn him into Jordan Love. And if there's any coach and general manager who could survive that, it's this one too. How about that? I'm going to make a prediction. I think Rodgers is the Niner quarterback next year. That could be well. I mean, you take a look at Rodgers' contract. If he it's gets basically traded, basically a one-year deal. Well, I mean, no, no. If he gets traded or he retires or he's cut, which is obviously never going to happen, the cap hit is so astronomical. I can't even fathom the number. So I think Rodgers is going to retire a Packer. I think when he says that, I think that's his intent, and I think that's what the contract says. But Maybe. I'm just saying anything's possible right now because I yeah, didn't see this damn thing crazy. coming. Yeah, I did not expect that. Yesterday. I mean, August 9th, the coach, when he's he's asked about Jimmy Garoppolo's fourth on the depth chart, what was that about? He said, Stay if he's home, on he the depth chart, it's because he has to be. That's the quote from Kyle Shannon on August 9th. On August 29th, he's like, welcome back, Jimmy. He 20 has, days. He has to be then because Lance isn't ready. Or better than Nate Sudfeld. I think that's obvious. Don't have to don't have to teach him the offense. Locker room digs him, and he's not a Seahawk. Kind of works out that way too. If Lance plays well, and if Lance doesn't play well, you can handle whatever's going on in the locker room. And I think the coach can do that. Bruce Arians and more of your phone calls at 844-204-RICH. Number to dial Desmond Howard with College Football, top of Hour 3 here on the show.